skinny ass bitch. Let's roll. <laughs> Your attitude's earning you left right now, boy. Keep smiling, shithead. <laughs> you used to hammer my ass the exact same way 27 years ago. Hell, it's good for them. Shit, them boys is having the time of their lives. <laughs> no doubt about it. God, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? You think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Outer Space, episode number seven of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. Matt. And we are doing today Varsity Blues. <laughs> <laughs> One of the truly great moments in the history <laughs> yeah. of forever. I think uh, critically loved across the board. At least about 40%, <laughs> yeah. I'd say. Yeah, I okay. think 40% of critics right. loved. That's pretty or at good. Least yeah. Accepted. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the height of the teen movie era, as I like to call it. The greatest era in the history of forever. <laughs> which lasted from about like 98 <laughs> through maybe 2003. Well, then Can't Hardly Wait come out in 97. Or not. I think it was a 98 or okay. great time sure. period though. Um, and yeah, we'll probably do an episode of Can't Hardly Wait at some Definitely. point. Definitely. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, so why do we pick Varsity Blues? Well, it has Paul Walker in it. <laughs> yeah, this. I, I mean, for anyone listening out there, I guess you could say that this is our Paul Walker tribute episode. <laughs> Although we might do Fast Five or something <laughs> when we yeah. really are getting desperate Hopefully, for yeah. great moments. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, which I was looking at that the guy that directed this, Brian Robbins, his yes. career. Yeah, I had never looked at like his filmography. Oh yeah, I did. Wow, <laughs> he actually has the distinction of directing one of the only movies to ever have a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> and that would be. A Thousand Words, yeah, starring um, Eddie Murphy. I don't know what this first movie he directed is, The Show. That had 80%, but after that it's pretty bleak, ranging from 0 to, to 40. But he must have been like the MTV uh, films guy for a while, because I think this Perfect Score movie in 2004 was in MTV films. I don't, But he did like Ready to Rumble. <laughs> yeah, and Good, Good Burger. Burger. Yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, so <clears throat> I think Varsity Blues is a great movie. <laughs> and the reason I do, um, there are a lot of issues with it, a lot of legitimate criticisms that could be made. However, 
I think as a film, any film has usually um, a purpose, a message, uh, a reason. And I think that this movie achieves it uh, in a simplistic manner that you know anybody can understand while at the same time, I think, exceeding that message and at times bordering on Shakespearean-like <laughs> yeah. storytelling. What is that message? Well, um, which it was common in the time, like if you go back and you think like, oh, well, the faculty, that was the adults at first that are the aliens. Um, in this one, it's uh, the coach, uh, Coach Kilmer, played by John Voigt, who is like a tyrannical... Uh, but successful high school football coach. Yeah. And their parents, their dads mo- <laughs> specifically, yeah. who kind of fall in line with that. And it's it's kind of the whole town Similarly, is structured around this oppressive kind of football only. Right. I would say football first, but football only yeah, kind of atmosphere. Similarly themed to uh, Friday Night Lights, where um, the whole town is just obsessed yeah, and I mean, there's definitely certain parts of the country that are like that, uh, Texas being right. you know, one of the more notable ones. Yeah. Um, and so it's about like youth kind of fighting against authority, fighting against their parents, fighting against... I don't want your life. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, it's about, you know, breaking out from what has been predetermined for you by your parents, by your town, by your teachers, by your coach, whatever. It's, you know, about um, wanting something different, wanting something better. Pretty, like, universal idea. Um, The reason I would... The reason I've always kind of, like, saw this as kind of like a take on, like, some common... You know Shakespeare uh, plays or whatever. What what if you were to replace the coach with a king and the star quarterback with a prince, and you have you know your star quarterback's injured, um, possibly in the, the backup prince comes in. Well, the second youngest son yeah, would okay. be the yeah. heir apparent. Um, yeah, you have to like kind of change it around to make it <laughs> yeah, make sense. Yeah. But like, it kind of like has that feel to it where <clears throat> Mox, played by the Mox, great James Vanderbeek, steps into the star quarterback role whenever uh, Lance Harbor, played by Paul Walker, is injured. Yeah, I mean, doesn't it seem like? Even to be the backup quarterback in a program like this, I feel like you'd have to have like way more interest in playing quarterback than he seems to show. Well, I think we're meeting him at a time when it's been beaten out of him. Yeah, I he, think he probably he was more interested. It, but he just knew he was never going to get his chance. Yeah, that and just his distaste for yeah, uh, Coach Kilmer, and also beginning to understand and realize what was going on. You know, with his dad and. His friends' dads and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. So where do we even like want to start with this? I mean, it's it's so rich with <laughs> <laughs> memorable Great parts moments, and yeah. scenes. Um. 
I don't remember. I can't really remember the first time I watched this movie. I don't. I don't think I saw it in the theater. I definitely didn't. Um, but I saw it later, and I think I, by the time I had seen it, I think its reputation preceded it. I knew about the Ali Larder uh, whipped cream well, yeah, that scene, was and I think I remember, famous. you know, the "I don't want your life" line probably <laughs> yeah, from like a commercial or yeah, something. Yeah, the trailers. Um. So I think like I I had a feeling of like what this movie was before ever even seeing it. And I was actually kind of impressed with how much I liked it because I didn't think a movie about high school football would be particularly appealing to me. Um, But I think I understood, you know, what the message was and I got behind it a little bit. And, you know, plus Amy Smart and Allie Larder. Yeah, oof. definitely. <laughs> In 99, are you kidding gas. me? <laughs> what a team. Doesn't get any better. <laughs> Although, let's talk about Amy Smart's character. Um, she plays Lance's sister, Julie, and she is the girlfriend of Mox. Yeah. And so... <clears throat> she's kind of uh, homely. <laughs> yeah, she's homely. Um Do you think she's a bitch? <laughs> I mean, I don't think that was the intention yeah. of the filmmakers. She but walks the line. <laughs> it's cut her. We're supposed to side with her. We're supposed to immediately be like, when Mox is is given this uh, chance to be the starting quarterback, and he starts to receive all this attention. Heal Mox. We're supposed to think, oh, this is like ridiculous how this is going to his head and you know, he's kind of betraying what he really cares about and blah 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 blah. Yeah, those gross conformists. But like he doesn't really do anything wrong. And I feel like if I was Mox, I would want my girlfriend to be happy for me, to be like Yeah. Supportive uh, I mean, he doesn't make any weird declarations like I'm giving up, you know, going to Brown and now I'm going to go to a different college and I'm going to play, a f- yeah. you know, football in college and forget about academics. Like he doesn't like drastically change anything. He doesn't break up with her. In fact, you know, the aforementioned whipped cream bikini scene, he passes. On yeah, that but opportunity. even him being there was pretty shady. Maybe, but. <laughs> He didn't go through with it. That's true. Because God knows I would (laughs) have. But like, you know, yeah, maybe his head's getting a little bit big. Not that James Vanderbeek's head could get any bigger. (laughs) But like, you know what I mean? Like, he hasn't really... I don't think like the, the, the filmmakers here have earned what they're looking for. And so, as a result, I think Julie comes off as kind of like, kind of bitchy about think, it. It's like, yes, your brother got hurt. Although she doesn't really seem to care. Yeah, about it that. doesn't. It's not that, portrayed because I, I definitely saw people online, and yes, I was reading through people's <laughs> takes on this <laughs> online, and they were citing, you know, maybe that her attitude was partially because of her brother being the one that. Her brother's misfortune being the reason that Mox got this chance. It but doesn't really play that way. No, it doesn't. And 
because her her anger is is more towards how you know Mox is quote unquote acting now, but it's like he Hypocrite. really didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah, I think she's just like, look, we made fun of these people that cared about this, and now you're living it. You're wrapped up in it. Yeah, and I mean that might be a valid point, but I, I, she says something to the effect of like, I don't date football players, and he's like, well, I've always yeah. been a football <laughs> yeah. player. It's she like, pushes it. I just, I, I didn't really, I didn't understand her motivation and, and like why we're supposed to, because I feel like it's clear that as a viewer, we're supposed to relate to her in that instance. We're supposed to see him as like the yeah, prototypical, never, you know, acting too big kind of thing. He and never really gets like that bad. No. In fact, yeah. you know, throughout it, he kind of is always butting heads with Kilmer. He's always... Yeah. Uh, more concerned with his friends who are on the team and who he has a close relationship with rather That's than true. the idea of winning or the idea of, you know, Kilmer's uh, titles and whatnot. Yeah, he does kind of, like, maintain, you know, his outlooks and whatever values he has, but also is just sort of enjoying the attention of being a star quarterback. And what dude in high school wouldn't want to suddenly become, you know, the most popular guy in high school. I mean, if you remember back to early in the film before Paul Walker is injured and he's at that uh, pep rally God. and he gives that speech, <laughs> like the rally. way that the girls are like swooning at his every <laughs> yeah. word. I mean, it's, you know, it's a desirable spot. <laughs> like who wouldn't want to be in that spot? Oh, yeah. I love when he does like the little hand. Like a little uh, hang 10 kind yeah. of gesture, but yeah. with a little bit of the devil horn thing yeah. in there. It's like a combo. <laughs> I don't know what they call that. Um, so that's one of the main women in the film. The other is Darcy, played by Allie Larder. Yeah. Um, Who she is a bitch. <laughs> see, I disagree. I, I feel like we're supposed to. She's playing Lance. Right. Like a fiddle. Yet Lance seems okay with it because, as someone yeah. online pointed out, how would he not know that she did this? She kisses Mox in the hall in plain view of everyone. He's just got a broken leg. He's not dead. He still should well, theoretically be going to school. He tore every ligament in his knee. I mean. Yeah, but I mean, he's the most popular guy in school. No one's yeah. gonna, no one's gonna tell him that his girlfriend is like making out with another. His dude. sister saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He also and Mox also drops her off at a party, yeah, and all that stuff. So I mean, he doesn't really seem to care what's going on with Darcy after his injury. I think he yeah. is aware of what her mindset is. Yeah. Again, I think the he does. It does seem like he just accepts that, like, once his football career is over, like she's gone. <laughs> like, yeah, and the way she comes out and lays that out to Mox in the process of trying to seduce Mox, (laughs) you would have to think that if she's that open with Mox about it, when she's just trying to basically do the same thing, that she probably was open with Lance about it at some point. But even if Lance is okay with it, I still feel like it's not cool that she does that. No, it's definitely not cool. (laughs) Yet, I feel like I can't help but feel sorry for her. Yeah. By the end of the movie. Yeah. A little bit. When she has her whole little monologue about, getting out of this town (laughs) yeah um 
I I feel sorry for her more in the sense that she thinks. Although it's like, okay, so we all can get behind what she's been doing with Lance for the past couple of years. He's got a scholarship to Florida State. She's gonna go with him and be with him. But like, Mox's life isn't changing because he became the starting quarterback. Yeah, but she doesn't know that. She doesn't seem to understand that. She doesn't seem to understand anything about football <laughs> or like you know college recruitment. I mean, for whatever letters of commitment. <laughs> Already. Um. Yeah, I think. I think. Well, what I was. I go- mean, maybe he could play like <laughs> at a D three school in Texas. But- Just refusing <laughs> to let me finish this thought. Uh. I think the reason why I feel bad for her is because she thinks that she has to do that, and that's what that's all she's good for. Whereas, like yeah. Mox, kind of tries to convince her that's not the case. Yeah, she pulls A's or B's or whatever. It's not. It's not about that she's right or wrong because she's clearly misguided. She doesn't understand anything apparently <laughs> about how anything works. She just assumes that like whoever is playing. Whoever gets that last snap in the last game of the season is going to take that spot at Florida State somehow. I don't know. She's going with him. Yeah, that is odd. Yeah, I mean, I would assume that like she would still have to uh, get into Florida State on her own. Like, Yeah, I don't know if that was part of the plan or if she was just like, well, I'll just go to whatever, uh, you know community college is in the area you maybe i don't know know. well that's i mean she should already know what college she's going to it's her senior year yeah i mean is if she she was going to like a d1 school does she think that mox is going to i don't know it's unclear what what her thought process is yeah i mean maybe she can go to the university of rhode island while he's at brown but um yeah and, you know, when people point things out that are wrong with the film, like, that would potentially be one of them, that there isn't a lot of logic in her move Swerve. Yeah. Other, or, you know, you could look at it like maybe she's using that as an excuse, and her real motivation is that she wants to be with the most popular well, that's in school. See, I think that's the way that I always originally looked at it. But then that makes her less sympathetic. Her tears seem genuine, though. Yeah. Yeah, watching Allie Larder do like this Texas accent is probably one of the most sensual things that you'll ever <laughs> see. Just like she she seems to do like a lot with her mouth. There's a lot of like stuff going on there every time she talks. I don't know. It doesn't sound sexy, but the way that she like kind of puts her teeth out to like say things in this certain way and like <laughs> I'm just thinking about that You're whipped like, cream rubbing bikini. your forehead. <laughs> You're thinking, like, "Oh god, here we go." I'm thinking about that whipped cream bikini though. It's like we literally were like, what a bold. <laughs> we were like, we had to like break that down frame by frame because we were unclear as to what was going on around that. Yeah, back. yeah, it kind of looks like maybe there was. Like I always thought she was bare ass, <laughs> but and you had spent a lot of time thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but then yeah. she does sit on the couch. Where was there a towel there? I don't remember. I, I think she just sits straight on the couch. So. If she was putting like whipped cream up the crack, then I mean that was gonna get everywhere. But yeah, I mean for her parents s- are probably used to it by that point, though. What year did this come out? Ninety eight. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay, so for a movie that came out, you know, over fifteen years ago, whew, that scene holds up. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially 
when you put into perspective that like this is happening to a dude that's supposed to be in high school. Yeah, I mean, which can you even? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, like the hottest chick in school. You're dating schlubby Amy Smart. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Wow. No, I mean, which is, you know, supposed to be this kind of like bookish. Nerd. She's like yeah, bookish like, good I don't books. Care. Yeah. Like, and they, the hottest chick in school invites you over to her house and she just comes out wearing no clothes but whipped cream. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it's just like, <laughs> I mean, he probably, honestly, what probably happened is he probably just fucking blew his load and was just like i can't do this i gotta yeah, go like i have a it girlfriend was, <laughs> it was like danny mcbride in uh season one of these mountain down <laughs> he's like we shouldn't do this <laughs> yeah i mean at a certain i mean at a certain point though in your life i think you would come to like think of like the whipped cream kind of not as great you know, like no, the yeah. reality of it, you know. It melts away like pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't want to have I mean, like, yeah. you don't have like dairy products like no. floating around <laughs> down no. there. No. <laughs> but like um, in high school and like, you know, it, it's just unbelievable. Right. I mean, it's an yeah. unbelievable thing like you to just, have happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like you know, ultimately we t- we have to take away that Mox is a babyface uh, after that scene. I mean, it's like yeah, yeah, we can't even comprehend that's that's the self control his comeback. <laughs> like that, I can't even wrap my mind around that. Is, that's like, like his comeback down to earth moment, like officially though. After that, it's you know he well even, no because right well yeah well, maybe for him personally, but storyline wise with with uh, Julie. Uh, Darcy kisses uh, him in the hall yeah. as more of a. F- it's a bizarre scene because Darcy at this point has seemingly is embarrassed that she did this and sheepishly approaches him in the hallway. They say that they're friends and they're gonna always be friends and they've always been friends and blah 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 and everything's <laughs> yeah. fine. But then she kisses him on the lips for an absurdly <laughs> long amount of time for what is supposed to be like a friendly like <laughs> yeah. kind of. It's very salacious. There's no, I don't, it it definitely doesn't have like the look of an open mouth, like tongue kiss, but it's on the lips and it's, I think if you wanted to argue there was a little tongue, I could, (laughs) I don't want to argue it because there clearly wasn't, but like, it's supposed to be like a quick peck, but it lasts about 30 seconds seemingly. And of course, you know, Amy Smart down the hall sees it and then that leads to, you know, a rift occurring there. <laughs> yeah, breakup. Um, we've spent. I mean, honestly, we spent like a really <laughs> significant amount of time on the whipped cream bikini scene. I but, mean, it's a classic scene, though. Right, and I mean, <laughs> I think like when people people like our I think age, when people think of this movie, yeah, they think of that scene. That's like the thing that jumps out. Uh, the only other part, maybe you know, the I don't want your MTV life. Movie Awards Best Kiss. I'm sure it was the winner. <laughs> I actually don't think it was because oh. I looked through the awards that this had won, and I think James Vanderbeek won like Breakout Star or something <laughs> ridiculous. You know, even though it was on a hit TV show. Um. So <sighs> eventually, you know, you have to. 
in order to topple an empire which <laughs> Bud Kilmer has erected in this town. I don't remember the name of their town. Um, it's like Cannon or something north. Uh, C A N A. Yeah, it's like West right Cannon. Or, yeah, West Cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, twenty-two straight divisional titles, titles yeah. two state championships. Oof. Um, which you know some people were pointing out didn't seem like a lot of state championships, but I mean. In the state the size of Texas, where high school football is huge in every small town, then two would be pretty big, Yeah, I think. Um, Yeah, it is. So in order to topple this empire, you have to have the climatic moment. Like, you have to have that final showdown. Uh, Mox and Kilmer don't get along, haven't gotten along since before Mox has become the starter. It's been a lot of... uh, Mox has kind of seen him... Uh, kind of trying to uh, what's the word? Like manipulate these kids into playing through injuries, right? Which led to Lance's injury, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is, is like a great scene when Lance is like in surgery and the doctor comes out to talk to like the family and and uh the coach and stuff and they're like. When can he play? (laughs) How long is he out? Any chance on this season? (laughs) And the doctor's just, like, stunned. Yeah, and he, you know, he basically says, like, I I saw a lot of scar tissue in there, meaning, like, you know, he's had this injury and kind of been going on and on and playing through it. And Kilmer, of course, is like, he never said anything to me or whatever. (laughs) Which Mox knows to not be true because he saw them injecting him to, like, deaden the pain. Um, and of course this plays out again later with the, uh, seemingly one of the only black players on their team. Yeah. Wendell. Uh, Wendell. Um, who's basically the star running back who never gets to run touchdowns, never like. gets the ball inside the red Which zone. It doesn't really make sense. I mean, <laughs> I still, I've, they wanted it. They yeah. really wanted to paint Kilmer as a bad guy. So yeah, they had to add racism yeah. on top of it. <laughs> yeah. I felt Although like if it, you had a star running back, he would be used in the red zone. <laughs> like they wouldn't be doing uh, having the quarterback jump over the pot especially yeah it it seems it seems a little out of character because even if he was a racist the number one priority should be to win yeah like why would he be intentionally sabotaging his star running back stats yeah and also like putting like lance in a position where he needs to take more hits like it just doesn't make sense um yeah because why would he care uh, like which one of his players is going to be recruited to, to which school? Yeah, like Wendell seems to be <laughs> insinuating that he doesn't want that. Uh, Coach Kilmer doesn't want Wendell to get recruited to a good school, but it, I don't understand why he would care. Because he's the bad guy in the movie. That's, okay, yes. Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they could have left it at Coach Kilmer just referring to him as boy all the time. And that would have been <laughs> subtle enough and enough, really, to get that point across without having to go that extra mile into territory that didn't necessarily make sense. But, you know, whatever. I now, mean, we get it. He's a bad guy. Billy Bob's injury, I mean, did he go on to murder his family or at yeah, least I mean, himself? He actually, Billy Bob shot himself in the chest <laughs> and left a note to leave his brain for uh science to study yeah. <laughs> um yeah really 
kind of odd watching this movie now, you know, 16 years later and <laughs> with the top, you know, we're we're in a in a time period where, you know, concussion yeah. is out in theaters Will Smith and, demanding coach Kilmer to tell the truth. Yeah, and you know, concussions in sports have been like a pretty big issue for like the last couple years. Here we have a high school player getting multiple concussions to the point of like really seemingly severe problems well when they, and it's never a question that he's missed he doesn't miss any games in no. fact <laughs> at the end they're like oh i scanned my cat and now i can play it's like uh, dude that, see that's the craziest part like whatever is wrong with him is i mean he is in some sort of serious distress that the part in health class where he's trying to raise his hand and the teacher's just ignoring him and it's just like you know the camera cuts away from him a few times is going back to him and you just see this like his shirt getting wetter from his neck to the point that it's just drenched when he finally gets to go to the bathroom and then you know he comes back and collapses yeah <laughs> and it's like to me that's a serious health issue right it's just that in 1999 i don't think people really thought of concussions the way they do now Right. And so the fact is, that, like, they yeah. probably thought, oh, well, he can recover from a concussion in, like, a week or two. And they didn't think about, like, the long term or, like, multiple concussions or coming back too fast from concussions. That part is great. After he collapses and, uh, you know, Coach Kilmer comes to visit him in, in the nurse's office. And he's like, don't you worry. You're going to play every minute of that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Kilmer actually has, like, a lot of the best lines yeah. in the film. Where he's like, he tells Mox that his daddy was a no talent pussy, <laughs> and stuff like that. I mean, it was there's a lot of great uh, John Voight moments yeah. in the film. Um, okay. By the way, in that health class scene, you have uh, Billy Bob, who that is like the same dude that's in not another teen movie playing like the same character, yes. right? Okay. And then like in front, like also sitting in the class is another kid from not another teen movie, like the one who says boner. Right, yes. It's like the weird... Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, bit so... Bit of trivia. The climactic scene in the <laughs> film at the last game of the season, you know, finally Kilmore and Mox have to butt heads because they're about to shoot Wendell with a shot as well to keep him playing. Uh, Lance throws, you know, also who's been around on crutches, he busts in and... Everyone's just don't do it, Wendell. Yeah, everyone eventually is fighting against him, and then like Kilmer snaps and it starts choking Mox <laughs> yeah. in the locker room, right. and eventually he just leaves in disgrace, and the team has to go out and finish the game, um, which, without him. Which I mean, uh, you know, it's a movie. It's a weird. Well, we were talking about this before. It's kind of like a weird. I don't know the way it plays just watching it. I mean, I know he chokes him and then he kind of looks like stunned and horrified at what he just did, but immediately start goes back to his office and starts packing up like it's over. But you like you were pointing out to me it's like he's he seems like he would have the arrogance of just being like it doesn't matter. Right. I can do whatever I want. I guess there's he a thinks like maybe me. there's just too many witnesses. Yeah. Um but I agree like it does seem out of character that he would give up so easily. And not just him. The entire coaching staff now gone. <laughs> right. So from the sideline, Lance, you know, on crutches with a clipboard is leading the whole parade or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's a couple, uh, 
there's a couple of other noteworthy things in the film to talk about. One of which is that health teacher. <laughs> yeah. Um the the guys get together, uh Vanderbeek, Walker, the big fat Billy Bob, who by the way in real life has lost I think close to 300 pounds. I thought you were going to say his life. <laughs> well, he almost did. He died on the operating table uh during a ga- uh, gastric bypass it was Shit. when it was a very new kind of surgery and i guess like ever since he lost all that weight he he hasn't really had any career like he can't get cast in anything um well scott Kahn, who we have not even talked about oh, yet who's, yeah, he's like the most entertaining yeah, character in the basically movie basically the the crew's uh resident date rapist <laughs> <laughs> um just a non-stop Wendell, party machine they all get together and they go to a strip club which you know, okay, they're, I guess they're seniors in high school because they're all talking about college or whatever. So they're probably over 18, but it seems they have no problem getting served there or anywhere. I mean, I guess it's because they're the football stars of this town. Yeah, but even like the the landing strip, I believe, is the name of this establishment. Yeah, which I, I think Friday Night Lights also <laughs> the name of, um, the, of a strip club. But go ahead. I. I don't know. I it kind of felt like this place was like out of town, like a bit. yeah, like uh, and I think like Porky's. That's, yeah, like <laughs> the teacher. I mean, she works there. Obviously, you know, can't really take a risk that someone in town is going to see her. I wouldn't think. Yeah, like a dad that came in during like you know stu- uh, parent teacher night or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So the teacher is a stripper. It's kind of like a. I mean, it's it's mostly just like a comedic, yeah, you know, divergent from the plot. I mean, there's really no point to it other than just to be funny. Yeah, and, you know, you see her boobs or whatnot, <laughs> right? Um, and there's also a, <laughs> I saw somebody point this out online. Um, there's a scene at a party where Tweeter, played by <laughs> yeah Scott Con, steals right. a police car. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, you know, not to mention, I mean, he always is in possession of fucking narcotics. Like he has like a nonstop supply of like Vicodin. Right. Per- <laughs> but this was something completely separate from that even like. So we cut away from, you know, he speeds off in the car and the two idiot cops are like bumbling around trying to catch him. Which you do get that one of them supposed to be Billy Bob's dad, right? Um, or did you not get that? I don't even think I was paying that close attention okay, okay. to him. Yeah. Cops. Um, so he drives into town and finds mock Mox just kind of sitting there drinking a six pack. Um, he gets out of the car and he's completely naked. He covers his <laughs> crotch with like a cowboy hat or something. It's three naked chicks in the car who he says are sophomores. Oh, I didn't think so, that. yeah. I believe you see one of the girl's boobs. Yeah, the one in the uh, passenger So, seat. granted, the actress, 18, well, yeah, yeah. obviously. But we're supposed to take it that this girl's like 15, maybe 16. That was the 90s for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a weird... Yeah, that's... <laughs> especially, I think, like, in... It depends, like, it, it, nudity in film is, like, so weird because, like, certain countries, like, are way more like liberal with nudity in film, obviously. And then other countries, it's like, it, I don't know. It just seems like I know for 
in certain countries, you can't even imply that the character is underage or that constitutes. Maybe they're sophomores in college. <laughs> That's true. They didn't specify. Yeah, they could always argue that. Um, yeah, I just thought I'd like to point no, out. No, I know that is that the girls are funny. supposed to be pretty. Yeah, young. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> it's completely nude. Um, but yeah, I mean, he doesn't get arrested for this. No. So, I mean, aside from stealing a cop car, which is insane, <laughs> he's <laughs> walking around town naked. I mean, if, if at whatever point that they did catch up with him, he would have illegal possession of fucking drugs. <laughs> Drinking and driving. Uh, grand theft auto corruption of minors because i'm sure he's an, an adult oh, like 18 yeah. or 15 or 16 i mean all kinds of stuff i mean i understand like you know prefer preferential treatment for star wide receivers but i don't know i mean that's star really star white wide receivers <laughs> i don't know but like um yeah, I mean, I think like that's supposed to just be a funny scene that also yeah. also illustrates, in a crazy way that probably is a little too unrealistic, but also illustrates the other point of like how much influence Kilmer and football have in the town. Well, this is like the shit that uh, I don't know, like these Terrell Pryor <laughs> and stuff. It's like they saw Varsity Blues, so like I can do whatever I want. It's just a- yeah. <laughs> And I mean, to a certain extent, I guess they probably could. Yeah. But um, the last thing I think worth talking about is uh, <laughs> Lance's dad and <laughs> Mox's dad, and then like yeah. the two other guys they are with <laughs> at practice, yeah, who just kind of like hang around. Like <laughs> they, in a weird way, they're just like if this if we were still gonna compare this to Shakespeare they'd be like the Greek chorus or something <laughs> they're kind of just like pointless as characters although I guess Mox's dad has a little bit of influence you know as far as Mox's character and what his motivation is but like they're kind of just like these idiotic yeah. redneck dummies that like <laughs> are still clinging to this like pathetic dream of high school <laughs> football glory even though like it's kind of clear that they weren't really even like good no <laughs> Or anything, but they they actually like well, get lawn chairs rough, yeah. and sit and watch the practices and stuff, and just live vicariously through their kids. I mean, it's the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. I mean, it's but it's also hilarious. Yeah, I mean, Lance's dad in particular is yeah. The way he talks is just insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, we haven't picked what clip we're gonna use. <laughs> Do yet you remember the, the story of William clip. Tell? <laughs> William Tell <laughs> It's like so over the top Yeah It's like Lance seems kind of normal And Julie definitely is not buying into this And she doesn't really even speak with much of an accent I mean it's just like <laughs> How is this their dad? <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, is there anything else you want to say about any of the chicks in the movie or uh, any other parts jumping out to you? I don't want to miss anything. Yeah, you know. that's true. Um, no, I think we, we hit on all the main points. Yeah, so I mean, in the end, they win the last game, so they take another yeah. division title, but Kilmer 
is gone. Mox claims to never play football again, which seemed kind of extreme, but oh, I guess yeah. he didn't really care about it. The ending anymore. is like kind of lame. <laughs> Lance the, goes the on to be like the new coach or something or Yeah. Yeah. Lance found his calling that day. <laughs> um also kind of weird. Do you, what do they say about Darcy? What does who say? Like, you know, he, uh we're getting like the explanation from uh mocks at the end of what everyone went on to do i don't think he's he mentioned sir which i think also contributed to my feeling bad for her. darcy never made it out of town watch what like they probably do say <laughs> darcy was actually you know murdered and left a in a ditch <laughs> <laughs> and the crime was never solved in fact the people of the town signed a petition to stop <laughs> investigating it <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I, I, it it's possible that they do say, but like I do, if if I don't recall. Yeah. Usually by like that ending sequence where he's explaining what happened to I'm people. Checked I, out. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like ugh. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, it may. Hmm. Yeah. I guess like, because there's a part of me that's like maybe it would be better if they lost that last game, but like that would. In a weird way, I think... They, then they wouldn't have been able to make Friday Night Lights. <laughs> well, I think they would have been like... For this particular story, that would have been giving Kilmer too much power and credit in the end. It would have been like, well, they didn't win without Kilmer. They needed to win without him to solidify what the end of the story was. Like In terms of storytelling, they needed to be like... They got rid of him and overcame and won anyway without him. like Because he wasn't the be all and end all you know what i mean yeah although i don't know if there is like a another sports movie where our, the last game is like less engaging than the, <laughs> than this one well yeah it doesn't seem to make sense because if they theoretically win a division title based on record by beating this team then they would then go into the state playoffs with the no season coach. Yeah. would not be over <laughs> yeah. with that game. That game is not really a definitive ending of anything. Also, you know, several of them scheduled to appear in court as witnesses for the <laughs> attack on Moxon. Yeah, plus they had lost the previous week when they were hung over from the strip club. Yeah. So it's kind of this... And an- Wendell injured now. They're star running back. Yeah, I mean. it's kind of like a weird anticlimactic Yeah, they act ending. like it's a good thing, but... They should have, when he was explaining what happened, he should have said, we went on to lose 45 to three in the next game. (laughs) No, like they could have painted it a little bit better, but yeah, like we lost in the state playoffs, maybe not even the next game, but like, you know, we put up a valiant fight in the state playoffs. We couldn't quite bring home. I don't know because it just for, just for like the sake of the story making sense, because when you actually examine what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they should (laughs) have. Maybe I'm sorry, the director of Good Burger just overlooked that. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised there's never been a sequel or a remake. I don't know if a remake would have the same appeal to like this generation of kids. I don't know. Maybe in certain parts of the country where high school football is still really important. I just don't know. Well, I mean, they made Friday Night Lights the movie, and then the TV show was huge, and it covers like a lot of the same ground. When you say huge, what do you mean? I don't know. It just seems like it was a popular show. Yeah. It was that's, on for like five seasons. That's why it was canceled and moved to the direct TV <laughs> network or whatever that was. <laughs> I mean, it had like five seasons. Yeah, I know. But they had to do the petitions to save it all the wow. time. I mean, Community is a pretty popular show. 
They always have also to incorrect. Um, <laughs> all right, so I guess that'll probably do it for uh, this episode of the greatest moments in the history of forever. Um, so keep checking back for more, for more fun. Do we have anything else to say? We need like a sign off or uh, something because it's always like an awkward mess yeah, at the end. That's true. Um, we might have an email address. All right, that's a pretty good <laughs> sign off. We're working on an email address. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>